Good morning. It's the 9th of January, January, Monday, and we're going to look at um, our epistle lesson for this coming Sunday, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. Uh, let's, let's read, if you haven't reading from the ES, ESV version. So, so Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosesinus, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given, in, given you in Christ Jesus that in every way you were enriched in him, in all speech and in all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirming or confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thus our text for, for this coming week. So maybe you remember this magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? The words are familiar to children of all ages. These are the words that are spoken um, by the queen in Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Many of you have probably seen it. You might memorize it. And as she gazes into her enchanted mirror, Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? The wicked queen looks in the mirror to tell her that her beauty is unsurpassed, unparalleled throughout the land. Mirrors are tools uh, for reflection. They show who we are, both the positive and the negative. The queen looked into the mirror to see that she was the fairest lady in the land. And for a long time, the mirror would reply that indeed she was the fairest. But eventually, a young lady came along um, whose beauty exceeded that of the queen. And the mirror did not lie. Famed is thy beauty, majesty, but oh, a lovely maid I see. Rags cannot hide her gentle grace. Alas, she is more fair than thee. Unless you're in the Hall of Mirrors, at the fair or circus, a mirror doesn't lie. It gives an accurate portrayal of the person who, um, or thing standing before it. It shows the good along with the bad. That's why we rely on, on mirrors, not only for our looks, but for the very important tasks. Mirrors are an important piece of, in many technological tools that we rely on for precision, including for photocopiers, telescopes, medical equipment. We use rear view mirrors for the safety as we drive. We rely on mirrors because they accurately reflect the image in front of them. In much the same way, we look into the mirror to see who we are, or at least what we look like. When I look in a mirror, I, I'm more likely to see those little flaws instead of the pleasing look things. I'll notice that my hair won't stay put or that I forgot to shave. I forget to notice that 
that handsome smile, the gleam in my eyes, or all those other things that helped uh, my wife to fall in love with me. Most days, all I can see are the negatives. Sometimes, too, when people look in a the mirror, they see the, the deeper faults hiding within their being. They gaze into the eyes reflecting back on them and say, oh, there you are, the one who can't control his temper. Or there you are, the one who can't seem to get things right. In our success-driven culture of today, we are often all too quick to condemn ourselves instead of seeing the value that lies deep within each one of us. Even within the church, we often focus on the things that we do wrong or our shortcomings instead of, of, of on God's blessings in our lives. Oh, there, there you are, the one who can't live up to God's expectations. As a result, we fall into a false humility, feeling that we're not allowed to take pride in the work that we do for the sake of Christ and the church. We, we are hesitant to share our gifts with the church because we don't want to appear too eager or because there might be someone out there who can do the task we volunteer for even better than we can. And we wouldn't want to be known as thinking that we're better than we really are. So we assume that we're good at nothing, that our paltry efforts will do little or no good for furthering the work of the church. Or else we wait for someone to ask us to serve rather than taking the initiative to offer our, our gifts in our Lord's service. We say, hmm, why don't you find someone more qualified to serve? But if you can't find anyone else, uh, I guess I'll do it. We look into the mirror and we see our faults, our shortcomings, instead of the gifts that the Spirit has given to us for service in God's name. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, when I look in the mirror, I all too often see all of my faults instead of the gifts that you have given me. Give me the ability to see those gifts so I might serve you with them. Amen. So what gifts do you got? How can you serve God today, tomorrow? And what do you see when you look in the mirror? Give us some thoughts. See you all tomorrow. God bless. Have a marvelous, marvelous day. See you all tomorrow.